Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Adventures into Reality. I am joined by my intrepid co-host, Kathy Ma, on this first day of hurricane season being in tropical storms. Oh, tropical storms doesn't sound great. Yes, that <laughs> means all of the fear predictions of endless hurricanes are going to be coming. Oh, yes, I can just see it now. <laughs> <laughs> While you lived in Hong Kong, you had things that were considered not, not tropical storms. They, uh, they call them cyclones? Uh, actually, we had uh, typhoons. Typhoons, um, yes. Yes, and in, act in actual fact, I was speaking to my mom yesterday, and she said the number three signal is hoisted, um, and that's how we gauge how strong the typhoon is. So number three, you're already starting to get the rain, the swelter, but you still have to go to work, and then yeah. it goes straight up to eight. <laughs> when, when, <laughs> that's when you can go home. <laughs> so that's not really a lot of logic from three to eight, but that's the way it is. <laughs> but I think we don't get anything as severe as the hurricanes and cyclones here. I mean, for us being, you know, island countries, it's strong. But right. what I see in the states, you know, what the you know. Oh, the devastation that can happen and the amount of land that gets affected, it's just, oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, amount, it's really, yeah, the amount of land and then the amount of rain that's falling and then, the, and then the flooding and all of the side effects from that, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how can you really even truly prepare for something like that if it's going to come so close? Well, like the ancients that had cities below water, you know, the water has risen and, and, and sunk and risen time after time after time after time. There's evidence of cities underwater, a thousand feet underwater. Imagine our waters being a thousand feet lower than they are today and all of that land exposed. Mm. And people would go down to the water to build and then the water would come back a few hundred feet. As early as the 1860s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, the Potomac River would fully freeze over. In the 1700s, when, when Washington crossed the Potomac, it was a giant sheet of ice. That was the end of the mini ice age we were going through. And now all of that ice has begun a melting process. The glaciers here on Mount Shasta, or Mount Rainier, are all gone. Alder Lake, which is the big reservoir lake that captures all of that, was so low that it was a tiny little stream instead of a massive 90-mile lake. Wow. It's just amazing how much change can happen, isn't it? Right. And this is, you know, eight, nine, ten years of drought that's going on, intense mm. mm. sun that's going on, intense changes in the political climate, the social climate, the spiritual climate, and then our actual weather itself. Oh, change stops for no one. With that being said, we will activate Laura Lee Solomon's Wheel of Colors. <laughs> tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> Let's see who comes down the Wheel of Color. 613, your name and where you're calling from? Hi, it's uh, Andrew. It's Vanya from Ottawa. Hi, Danya from Ottawa. How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Very, very good. What kind of questions do you want to talk about today? Um, I need a little bit of direction on my personal uh, career. I'm um, uh, doing spiritual work, and I need some direction to make sure that I am actually doing the work and properly, and um, what else I can possibly do with my skill sets. 
Okay. Have you been dealing with someone that has become very ill and you had to take a lot of time aside? No. 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 So are you taking care of something spiritually? And um, holding a plan I, I, I'm working on my story. Can you say that again? Are, are, do you have like a spiritual plan or something? Um, the work that I do is spiritually based, yes. Do you, are you a hands-on masseur, massage kind of person? Um, no, I am not. I'm actually, um, I do do Reiki, yes, um, but I also do a bunch of other work, and uh, I'm a channel as well. Okay, that's what it is. It's the channel, it's the channel side. So okay. what is going on there? there? There is a resonant frequency of harmony to a specific code of light. But there are times that whenever you're doing your Reiki process, your universal connection process, there is something in your body that is preventing you from going to the highest frequency. It, it's as if like you have a limiter put on you and you will not exceed 18 volts, even though you can broadcast at 1,000 volts. Okay. Okay. Um, we have an open mic over there. Somebody else has got to close their mic. All right, there we go. So whatever is preventing this, I believe that this trigger is actually in the DNA. So your mother and your father, did they have, like, lots of things limiting them? Um, in, in life, you mean? Yeah, lots of limiters, karma, whatever it was. Possibly. Okay. Um, I, wouldn't be a great feedback on that, but yes, I think possibly, yes. Okay, so what is going on here in, in the business process is you're trying to take that thousand volts that you know, mm -hmm. and for some reason you're only broadcasting at 18. Okay. okay. So this is a, a going to be a, a spiritual exercise for you. It's as if you have to exercise a set of muscles you haven't exercised for uh, in a long time. Okay. And these particular set of muscles are going to be, A, reconnecting to the sun, allowing your third eye um, to open up with your two eyes when you're sun gazing. That'll help the disresonant frequency um, that, that prevents it. The next step here is identifying what is creating the limitations of the thousand volts within your actual functions. Because in your Reiki connections, what I can see is you're connecting to the universal energy, you're doing a process, but when you're connecting into that same mechanics to do a channel process, there is a limiter. And I believe that limiter is actually in your DNA, passed on from your mother and father through imprinting. And this will go to your, your shamantic side of you, will have to go to the baby in the fetus of your mother's womb. And there's where you'll determine the spiritual contracts that you created with connecting to higher frequency sources learning what the collective consciousness is and how it creates with you because I believe it has been creating great amounts with you and that's why you're at the potential of a thousand volts this is in effect pulling the old plug out getting a bigger gauge plug and plugging it back in and this is this is something that you'll just have to work on in ceremony in ritual as well as I say past life regression something that looks at the limiting lives that you've had because what comes up right away is a, a life that you are at a college, um, you are forever a 10-year professor, you wrote your, your life's work and it was stolen by someone, someone else who put it out as their life's work. And when you went to go sue them in court, they murdered you and you put in basically a pauper's grave.
Now, there are examples of this over and over and over in your lifetime that go back thousands of years that where you get there and you get that life's work that somebody comes and takes it or, or, or it never gets the recognition that you want and it has now come over to this next level because you are at the highest peak of all of those beings who are always trying to put out their work. Does this make sense to you? Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, so what, what about it that doesn't? Let, let's work on that for a second. Because um, we're, at, we're, at, we're, we're trying to help you understand what is you and what is something a very younger version of you created. Okay, well, I, I know that um, I do have the capabilities of bringing forward a lot of powerful information and, mm -hmm. and life-changing, altering information. Um, and yes, there is a uh, stoppage to me, for me to do that whenever I do attempt to do it. Something does come up a block where I don't want to complete it or I don't even start it. Right. So and yes, I do recognize that. Um, I didn't realize it was uh, many lifetimes over. Yeah. And this is where you can begin to generate spiritual, let's just say, ceremonies that target that and only that. Where you do an opening ritual that indicates you are focusing on the lifetimes in which you made these great presentations, but they were never acknowledged. And the goal of that ritual and ceremony is to bring that knowledge back into your knowingness. So this soul has the, uh, the, the total voltage of everything you've created before, so it can co-create with the thousand voltage of the spirit that's working through you. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, so is it staying like a, doing a contract revocation, creating one of those, or literally just doing soul journey work? I think it's a combination of all of them. The first thing is to put the boundary in so that your soul knows it has to create sacred space around the subject matter. And then maybe look at doing a fire ceremony that defines this lifetime, where you get to say your story, where your personal input of the sacredness of the, of the energy is. So this fire is to be your guide into you telling the fullness of your story as much as you can remember. So that when you go into the journey of the past lives that didn't have that process, you can begin to heal them and transform them so their information becomes a part of your DNA knowingness. This is another way of taking what your ability as a channel and as a speaker can be and transmuting the past so the present and future beings is exponentially changed in potential for the better. Okay, this, this, is, this is more alchemy over a period of a few weeks. It might, you might even want to try align these with your menstrual cycle in the moon to give them more power. And know you will be emotional during that time and you will be challenged to not do it. This is where you just got to be the consummate pro and own your schedule. You know, planning ahead and making sure you follow through with those plans so that the parasympathetic you knows the sacred time is coming and is going to have the triggers and you'll be able to notice them days or weeks before you even get there. I want to bring Kathy in now to add another layer of perspective here. Hi, Vanya. Can Hello, I ask you? Kathy. <laughs> I could. It's good to hear your voice again. Can you recognize me? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> your energy looks familiar to me. I'm sure we talked not that long ago, right? That's correct. Mm. When you ask uh, the question about, you know, your career development with the spiritual side of things, 
what mm-hmm. exactly are you looking for in terms of um, do you mean how to get more bookings? Should you stay on the t- channeling type of business that you're doing or what does that mean for you? Multitude of things, really, truly. Um, I do I, I do need direction on how to um, get people to recognize and, and find value and worth in what I'm doing, um, how to reach a broader audience, as well as um, what else can I develop within my skill sets, my natural skill sets, um, what I was born with, what I brought here to um, make my business um, more prolific. Mm. Well, when I look at your energy, to me it looks like there's a lot of chaos, um, which is normal. Don't worry about it. Everyone has chaos. Whenever you're thinking about big questions and how to move and how to change, there's always chaos because there's a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say you do channeling, what what do you mean by that? Um, I channel light language. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, sort of when I get in a conversation with a client, um, it's I literally channel in information from um, previous lifetimes or understandings mm-hmm. of what's happening currently. It's just sort of like um, visions. There's a lot of visions, and sometimes my um, my my voice and my thoughts are taken over by imagery and and just explaining and making things clear for people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm asking you to define it a bit because when I look at your energy, to me it seems like you have an incredible ability to uh, look at people. I mean, it's basically psychic reader kind of stuff. I mean, you know, same as what I do. You know, mm-hmm. your visions that you see, the snapshots you see in your head, even though you may think it's from channeling whatever energy it is, to me a lot of that is your innate sixth sense yourself has really been awakened. It would be really great if you could just kind of recognize that for being you rather than it's coming from another source. You know what I mean? Thank you, yes. Like you need to have that confidence. I, I get where you're at because it's really difficult to sit there and think, you know, I can see that. and. You sort of think, no, I should be more humble. It's not me. It's, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it, it's a tough moment to realize that you actually are developing that ability, that awareness, and the intuition. But it's been innate in you since, you know, the moment you were born. It's just that now the awareness and the awakening is there. And it's coming to terms with it and working out how you can hone it to do something with it. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I would suggest to you is every time that you you do think you're helping someone with advice or um, pointers, have a look and think when you get the information. Is it that you're channeling something or accessing some external thing or is it in actual fact coming from you? Because I would say once you start analyzing it and looking at it, nine times out of ten, you're going to realize it's you, not something else. Yes, something else is there with you, helping you, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it is actually coming from you. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Yes, I do. I understand. Thank you. Mm. Uh, okay, so number one then is look look at yourself, acknowledge what you are developing into, be okay with it, all right, because it's, it's all okay. It's not weird. It's okay. <laughs> um, and then acknowledging that this is part of 
who you are. So when you are doing clients or marketing yourself, this is something that you have to start adding and telling people about. I know you think it's, oh, this couldn't possibly be me, but it is. <laughs> and, you know, as, as you go further in life and you do more clients, you'll be more confident and more comfortable with it. So even though you're not that, you know, you're not at that place yet, just be aware of it and know in your head that th that is coming on, uh, coming up for you. And it's something that you want to add into your repertoire of things. So going back to how do you... So when you are doing oh, clients... Sorry about that. There was some feedback somewhere. Um, so when you are talking about marketing yourself and your services and how to get out there, to me, I would say one of the most effective ways that you can use is social media. Um, start looking at forum groups because for you, it's not so much the advertising as getting into groups uh, talking to people that are interested in the type of thing that you're doing. And, you know, I mean, it's it's very difficult to do because you, you feel very hard sell. But at the same time, that's where you're going to find the type of people that are interested in you and that are very good at referrals. Mm -hmm. If you find it too challenging for yourself, then get your friend to do it for you and type. You can sit next to them and tell them what to type. <laughs> You know what I mean? Sometimes it's really difficult to do self-promotion, but it's you can always get your best buddy to do it for you and literally you sit there, give him a cup of tea and say, look, I need half an hour, come and help me do this. Okay. But that will be very effective. I also want you to consider, um, I guess we could call it marketing or advertising in areas such as, um, you know, like health food shops, like Whole Foods that, or, or even the smaller boutique kind of shops. Um, that and like chiropractors, uh, those kind of venues where you can leave a leaflet, a brochure, a card will have great value for you because a lot of people that go through those doors are interested in someone like you. So whatever it is you need to do to make a deal with these people, I don't mean whatever. Let's say, you know, <laughs> you know, there is a limit. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. Whether you have to offer them a free session, you do some bartering, you pay a small fee, whatever it is, work something out with these type of venues because you will find that the referrals you get from those type of outlets is overwhelming. And with those few things alone, you're already going to find that you'll have to start thinking about, I need to manage my bookings better. Okay. Okay. So these are very small grassroots things that you can do, effective uh, doesn't really cost you any money, so that's great. It's just your time that you need to invest in it. But your possible um, comeback from it, the growth, is very, very high. So I, I like those kind of simple marketing strategies for you to increase your business. Excellent. Thank you. Do you think it's possible for me to expand and do this more full-time? Do you see the, it, the potential, the growth, the re reception of it? I think once you start getting your new regular clients in, yes, sure, absolutely. And you're not limited by geographical because a lot of what you do, you could do via telephone or Skype as well. Yes. So that opens up a whole new door of uh, possible clients. Okay. So most certainly I would pursue this and recognize what you're morphing into and take ownership of it. Because, you know, you're fabulous, you can touch lives, you can really help. 
and also at the same time make a living out of it. Yes. You know, and what we've discussed today really doesn't cost you much in terms of marketing. It's just time. Time that you're not going to watch TV, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) True, we can all give that up. (laughs) Yeah, well, not completely, but some of our... (laughs) Yeah, but these are really easy ways for you to start with. And when I say easy, I mean compared to other things. It's still not going to be easy because for you, self-promotion is very difficult. But as you keep going, you can always remember, you can ask someone else to help you do A, B, C, you know, and you just barter something with them. Okay. Excellent. Yeah? Great. Did did I manage to cover that question for you? I think so. Yes, I think so. Um, uh, I guess uh, just questioning, is there anything that I need to... Um, expand my studies. I also do past life regression work. Um, so I was just wondering if there was something else you think that I can, or that I should spend my energies on expanding. Mm. Well, I think the past life regression uh, techniques that you have are good. I think you could probably find that you could add to them in some way, because to me, it looks like you're not 100% satisfied with how you're doing things. So I would say to you don't be scared to incorporate whatever you're thinking because it is going to be good um your sense of a person their body their being is very accurate so don't be afraid to mix it up a little bit thank you you know one of the things also that you have to remember is you're a woman you're a woman in the industry of healing reading helping and what one of the big issues not one of the big issues, but a lot of the big issues that other clients will have often reflects your own, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, for example, if you are less, if you have, you are having a lot of clients that are more awkward with relationships, with meeting people, um, with actual, um, you know, physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. then you also need to look back on yourself and think, oh, maybe this is like a wake-up call for myself. Uh, yeah, I have been feeling a bit weird, my relationship not going so good, or, you know, the the sexy nurse has just left me for a week or two. How do I, you know, get that back? Because once my mojo is going, all my clients are going to see my mojo and mm-hmm. want that and ask me, how do I get that? Mm-hmm. You know, and because you're a woman, you're much more approachable for other women. I mean, of course, men may or may not discuss those kind of issues with you because there's a certain amount of male female thing going on. They don't always want to be completely upfront about it. Mm-hmm. And, and women tend to be more repressed, so they're not always going to tell you or recognize it as being as such. Mm-hmm. But this is something that you can really help other women with in terms okay. of. Um, facing their sexuality, embracing it, and by that I don't mean just sex. It doesn't have to be that physical thing. It can be intimacy on different levels with um, the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. But I think you'll find when you look at that uh, like a separate entity like we're talking about now, there'll be a lot of mirrors there and you'll suddenly open up that uh, great mind of yours. <laughs> to see that there's a whole different range of topics that you can help people with that you or they may not have even realized because it's just, you know, what it's in the back of your head and in, in the back closet, things that, you know, we haven't used in a while or don't really want to talk about. Um, but you have that 
amazing ability to home in on it and help people explain where they're at, where they're going and what blockages they may have and how to jump over them. All right, the music's coming up, Vanya. Do you mind holding on and we'll continue after that? I would be happy to. Thank you kindly. Thank you so much. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and the amazing Andrew Bartzis. And remember, you can get a private session with Andrew or myself by contacting Tanok at Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. That's T-E-N-O-C-H. And we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. And also, for those of you who don't know, Andrew is offering a free video series called Living the Mystical Life Daily. He shows you some tools and gives you knowledge about how to have mystical experiences in your everyday life. Sign up for free at andrewbartsis.com. Just put your name and email when you get to the page and you'll receive the first video right away. Again, get it at andrewbartsis.com and enter your name and email to receive the Living the Mystical Life daily series. Vanya, are you still there? I am. Thank you, Kathy. Great. Um, so when we get back to the career and the little things you can add, do you have any questions about that? Um, so far, so good. I, I'm, I'm inputting a lot of that. Thank you. Okay. Um, another thing that I wanted to add to that was I do think that later in the year you may collaborate with something, uh, sorry, not something, with somebody over something, um, whether it's a, like a taped um, audio series or a book or something like this, but it'll be something uh, simple, internet-based, and you'll have a lot of fun with it. And I like it because I think it's very positive. Your message that you do uh, with this other person will be very, very positive it's great for your marketing, and it also helps you produce a little bit of income over that, which is passive income in the end. So I'd say definitely go for that. Wonderful. Okay. Do you know if they're male, female, someone I already know? I would say, the to me, the energy looks quite masculine. So my guess would be male, but then it could be, a, you know, masculine-y kind of female. <laughs> you know, True. I'd, I'd get slapped by some of my friends if they said <laughs> <laughs> I said masculine energy, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. some some females are uh, very tough and um, uh, strong, like masculine energy. So it it won't be a woman with very airy fairy energy. Let's put it like that. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't have airy fairy, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another thing I would like to point out as well is that. There will be some sort of legal paperwork that you need to attend to this year. Okay. Make sure you get it done because I look at your energy and I know you're just going to go, oh, no, and put it aside and, you know, bury it under paperwork on your desk. This will be no good. You must attend to it. So that usually means, oh, maybe you got a fine for speeding or jaywalking or whatever it is. Your inclination is just to hide and not deal with it, whereas whatever it is, just deal with it. Otherwise, this will just keep escalating into something that is more than a pimple. Okay. Okie doke. Yes, thank you. Kindly. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for calling, Vanya. It's great to talk to you. Thank 
you. Um, is it just possible for me to ask for one little thing more? Okay. Are you sure it's little? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm praying it is. I'm praying it is. I've been. Um, I don't. Not sure if it's you or if if Andrew could come in, but um, contact with uh, space beings. What is the purpose of why that is happening? To expand you above the scale and size of just being a human inside a DNA skin suit. But a human inside a DNA skin suit has a common moral code with the space, the space people that is to do no harm to any sentient kind, to become a signature frequency match to that moral code and everything that you project, to be guides to each other in understanding how to come to contact and to cultural contact, to interspecies contact, and to inevitably being able to learn to love each other as friends and companions, and how to do that without war as the method of contrast control, how to do that without instant gratification, defining who we are and where we go. Mm -hmm. So would I be, can be part of the first level of that? or You're a part of the culture exchange. Okay. You are a vital part that will save Earth's culture so that when other beings come here, they're coming for our perspective. They're coming to learn our perspective from our density. Mm -hmm. That includes our mystical experiences that are going to be grasped in van that many off-worlders are going to want to be a part of because they are the hunters of mystical experience throughout the universe. That is their drive and passion. And they are a part of this because the universe is unfolding a giant mystical process that all of these millions of exterior species are looking on into our tiny little star on our tiny little planet that's a part of a grand universal plan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what, We're the lucky few okay. inside. Yes. Sorry. All right. Darling, All right. we got to let you go and move on to the next caller. Thank you. All right. You have a good day. So via Skype, the next caller is Music Music. Your name and where you're calling from? Yes, hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Your name yes. and where you're calling from? My name is Julien. I'm calling from Ibiza in Spain. I'm a friend of Baptiste. He called you last month. Very cool. Another from Ibiza, Spain. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Andrew, and thank you so much for your great cosmic work. I'm very happy to talk to you. Uh, it's, uh, for me, a big present. Very cool. So wh what do you want to talk about today? So my question is simple. I would like to know my core cosmic origin, where I come from, and what I'm connected to. I feel very close to my cosmic, cosmic family, to the source, and for me it is important to know a bit more about it. Okay. So before I get into your, your, your story, have you been having some medical issues with your hips or your femurs or your legs? No, not at all. You're absolutely positive there's nothing going on there and you're not making cricks and creaks and you're ignoring them as you're standing up and sitting down? Not really, no. Well, you mean the, the feet? I didn't understand. Your legs, your feet, something in your, in your posture and standing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like so much in my body uh, because I'm like, uh, how to explain to you. I have difficulty to incarnate, yes? And uh, okay. sometimes I have difficulty, you know, to be... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah I, I understand exactly what's going on with you. And, oop, 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 something happened there. Some, some, yes. Oh, Laura is calling me a thing. Can you 
Can you hear me? Can you hear yes, me? I can yes. hear. Okay. I don't understand okay. what's going on here. Okay, so I listen to you, okay. Andrew. So I listen to you, Andrew. Um, no, we've got to we've got to end up on this we've call. We've got it's not the right call here. All right. Okay. My Can Skype you... my Skype is acting weird. It says that I'm on the call, but I'm not on the call. <laughs> this is most funny. <laughs> Yes. Anyways, because I don't actually see the screen or anything, I just see a call-in screen. All right. And that's the wrong call-in screen. But I can hear you very well. This is most unusual. So I don't know how to hang up on that. So something has gone on with, with the Skype process here. Um, I don't so know, I but, but Andrew? Yep. We're still live. I realize that. I'm just saying it's, it's caught on a screen that I'm not seeing anything at all. Andrew, let me hang you up and bring you back in. Okay. Kathy, you want to take over? All righty. Here we go. Cool. I can hear you on now. Okay, so uh, where were we? So yeah, no I was saying that there was something that was disconnecting, d disconnecting your your feed in your in your connective process here, and this is because you're having this great long eternal search to go yes. and have a cosmic disclosure, cosmic understandings. Yes. Well, that long extended process has taken a toll on the physical body. And it's specifically on your root chakra, and that's not something you can ignore anymore. It is no. actually going to limit you and having communications and possibly open you up to having a little bit of um, threatening moments where you have to be very protective of your energy. Yes, totally, yeah, totally. Okay, so do you have someone that is some form of massage therapist that can do extended amount of work on you? Yes, no problem. I have friends who do that, professional one, yes. Okay, beautiful. Essentially what they need to do is unravel your tailbone, your buttocks, your quads, all the way down to a feet. And then if you have someone that does some form of lymphatic drain or knows at least some of the techniques, it may be very painful, but that is something that you really, really, really need to take into effect so that your hyperfrequency can begin to come through. Because right now, the amount of cranial fluid that's actually going up and down your spine is nowhere near enough to power your synapses. Yes, I understand. Yeah, it's like a feeling of uh, compression, you know? Correct. Uh, yes, and then, the yes, yes. Th then the next thing is, anytime you do work on the tailbone, you have to have other work that is reflective of the actual neck itself. So uh -huh. you're going to need someone to, to do tailbone, lower body work, and then upper body neck, um, C1, C2, and then the actual scalp massage. So whenever you're starting to have your more advanced cosmic experiences, your actual scalp, the actual bone that's in your brain, is taking on way, way too much of the energy. And that yes. energy needs to be shared with the rest of the skeletal frequencies. Yes, so, so the rest of the body. Yes, right. So, so you need to develop some protocols at any time that you want to have your cosmic experiences, any time. Yes. That yes. you have to make sure that you set frequency that not just the skull cap is going through the experience through the crown chakra. Yes. That the rest of the skeletal system is equally a part of this process. 
the rest of the, the spirit that, that's you, the rest of the physical body, the organs, etc., etc. Yes, yes, I and understand. And you, you, you adhere to those protocols because it leads you to a point where you've had these amazing super experiences, yes, but you totally. can't go any further right now. Yes, 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 I feel blocked, uh, and for me it's frustrating because I have so many things to bring, but I feel like disconnected from something, you know, and it's a, it's a frustration feeling. You know? Right, so what I, what I want to do is I want to bring Kathy in here and talk to you, have her talk to you from a woman's perspective about the disconnection process, and then I'm going to yes. come back in with what's going on with your galactic history. Thank you so much, Andrew. Hi, Julian. Hello, how are Hi. you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry. I missed a little bit of the conversation with I'm um, having some Scott trouble. No problem. Um, so, is it that you're looking for some guidance about what's going on for you right now in your spiritual life? Yes, I'm going to be very uh, precise in my question. Um, okay. For me, the, mon the energy of money is blocked in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, from a long time, and um, it's like I can make money, I can work, it's not a problem, but to really have money, you know, to start to produce like a good amount of money for me, it's not possible. And what told me, Andrew, about my blocking with the root chakra is mm -hmm. that, you know, I feel disconnected, I have very good idea, I help many people, I did a lot of things to help people in my life, I can have very, very deep idea, but I'm not able to manifest in the matter. For me, it's like, I don't know, it's impossible, let's say. Mm -hmm. I, I got what you mean. It's like you're at a point in life where you can manifest money, but you can't build that nest egg because yes. you're not. Yeah, okay. Um, what What is it that you do at the moment for money? I'm a tour guide, so I'm bringing people to visit different places in Ibiza and uh, mm -hmm. bring them to like some uh, monument or I go to the beach with them or I bring them to the hippie market. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I like my job, you know, it's a good job, I, I like it, but uh, what I mean, now I would like to go to the next step of my life, you know, to really have a stability, you know, with money, not to yeah. be short. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Why did you choose this particular job when you actually qualified to do a lot of more high-paying things? Why, why this one? Because in Ibiza, we live on an island, there is, no, there is not so many, there is things about tourism. If you want to work, you can work as a waiter, barman, tour guide, work in villas. It's not so many things, you know, it's just the industry of tourism. Mm. But I see myself as a link, I see myself as um, someone who connects other people in a platform. I'm able to connect with people very easily. I have this capacity to read people and to connect with them so fast. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I would like to use my skills, but I feel that I need some a base on this planet to be able to have a protection to do that. Because it's like my higher dimension don't allow me to do it because maybe I don't have enough protection. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I ask you these questions because when I look at your energy, to me it seems like you are almost deliberately underachieving because this is easy. Um, and I don't mean that as a criticism at all. I understand. It's, it's like, you know... You have all these skills, all these abilities, and what you're looking for ultimately is not easy to find only because you have not broadened your mind. So this, I guess what I'm telling you now is to help you understand how you fell into what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Because where you are now and the, the venues that you were looking for work were not um, difficult. They were easy. So to fall yes. into this as a choice 
was logical in, in many senses. Whereas I look at you and your abilities and, and um, the experience that you have, and to me, it, this is a too simple a job. And by no means am I saying this job is no good. I'm just saying with your brain power, this is like getting up and having a latte in the morning. This is a walk in the park for you, very, very easy. Um, one of the things you need to understand about yourself is you need to be challenged in life. Your mind is inquiring all the time. Yes, totally. Is that, I, would like to I would like to tell you something. Okay. In the past, I used to organize many workshops. Um, the workshop was called The Sacred Geometry of Human Relationship. Mm -hmm. So my, my goal was to bring the people together in a space where magic can exist. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I have these skills in, in my soul to bring people together and to connect them. And I used to do many circles of appreciation that people express to each other what they like in each other. So I have this capacity to bring people together and work together. Mm -hmm. And actually with my girlfriend, she does the same, but me, I'm doing more in the energy and she do more the structure, the synthesis, yeah? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I have this capacity, you know, to organize workshops, ceremony, to connect people easily. But since the past few years, I stopped that, you know, and I feel sad. Because when I was doing that, I was happy, full power, and I could connect myself to the life, no? Now I feel like uh, tired, you know, because I, I feel yeah, limited. Yeah, because, because also it's too easy. You're not challenged, you know? And you fell into this, and then you're sort of swimming in this swimming pool and can't get out, you know? Yes. I don't mean drowning. It's just like you're still doing laps. <laughs> no wonder you're tired. You keep doing laps. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but one of the things you really need to think about is what are you prepared to do to get out of this funk? Because I look at your energy and your previous um, things that you've done and the abilities that you have can really serve you well right now. It's just that you're not thinking um, out of the box. You're thinking very traditional ways of doing things, right? So you, oh. you mentioned workshops and having people together and doing energy work and discovering the mysteries of life, etc. Whereas I, I would say to you, you know what, there's nothing stopping you doing that again. Why don't you do it on the internet? Why don't you do it on Skype? Why does it have to only be in the location that you're in? Totally. Actually, with my friend Baptiste, who called you last month, we would like to organize webinar with people online, you know, to connect with magical people and bring magic, you know. Mm, mm. So it's one goal, you know. And yes, as, and it's a realistic yes. goal. It's a realistic yes. goal. And... I'm challenging you to think outside the box because I love the abilities that you have. I think they can really help people. I think financially you can benefit from this, but yes. you have to find a way to make it work for you in the location that you're at. Yes, so that means you have to get inventive about how you're going to do it, whether you do it um, by Skype, by video, by seminars online, because you can no longer just think about the small place that you are in. You have to think, how can you touch people around the world, but still maintain where you are, live the lifestyle that you want, and stay in the place that you want. Sure, I totally understand. For me, I reach a state that I need to move on, you know, it's too much. I need to change something, on, because I know how, that I'm able to do very good stuff, but right now, I feel tired energetically, you know, because I accumulate too much frustration and too much, like, limited moment, you know. And, uh, yeah. From, you but know, when, it's, when uh, you have yes. so much stuff going on, it does make you tired. Even thinking about it makes you tired, you know. Yes, yes. Have, have you ever heard of Watsu? Watsu, yes, completely. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I and Vasudhansen? 
non, bah non. Okay, that's, that's, that's just a, a more developed stage of that. I would say, why don't you go and get some watsu done? Yes. Because once you do, that tiredness and that stress will just drop off you. I mean, drop off you. And mm -hmm. who knows, you, once you start doing it, you might also think, you know what, I could do this because it's not hard to trade for. You have that ability as well. It opens up a whole different side market that you can also do. Sure, but I have a question as well to ask you. I try to make money online with marketing as well. Uh, I try many things, affiliate marketing, MLM, uh, different kind of stuff, but I feel so ashamed about the industry because there are so many scams. People try to sell not good stuff to other people. So I mean, I have difficulty as well to put energy in that. Because it's a lot of scam, you know what I mean? But through yes, that, I, I, know, I know what you mean. But then you think of it like this. If you yes. are going to use marketing, online marketing, as part of your um, revenue-making stream, yes. then you have to find a product or a person you believe in first before you consider the marketing. Totally. This is the thing. It's not about the job. It's about the product or the person. So let's say... For example, you have a, a friend who's a, a great healer, mm -hmm. then and who does no marketing. You can offer your services for a flat rate and do something for them because sure. you get a flat rate, the time is up to you, you will help them, and there's money in the pocket for you. It's a mistake for you to think, oh, this job is available with this you know, conglomerate or whoever it is, and they pay this much, therefore I'm going to apply for that and do that. You have to think of it more on the other end of the scope and like, who would I like to promote? Who would yes. I like to help? It won't be the same amount of money, but it won't be the same amount of stress and I can sleep at night with a clear conscience. Yes, totally, to have something to do with ethic, ethical, no? Yes, mm. Ethic, ethical is extremely important for you. I mean, it should be important for everyone, but it's sometimes some people's ethics do get mixed up, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But you can choose what you can do with something like that. But I, 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 feel, I feel something in the energy. What told me Andrew before, I feel that my mind, because I'm not connected to my body enough, I'm not able to focus in a particular goal. That's why sometimes I have difficulty let, let, to, to focus. Let me, step, let me step in here real, real quick. Yes. The reason Kathy, Kathy recommended Watsu for you is because you are on a very difficult island that has a lot of difficult energies yes. and it's all tourism it is people coming to rest and you are a consummate business person who has a spiritual mind and a spiritual understanding now your situation is very reflective in my situation you just don't have a radio show and an organization and a group of people behind you that are assisting you in that that is sure. what you have to create is the team because the more you believe you are going to be able to do, your, to do it yourself, the more you will understand you have to divest from what it is you do best, which yes. is the healing, which is the communicating, which is all that other stuff. True. And the reason you're disconnected is you don't want to face the fact you need a team and you need a secured amount of money so that team can be paid and that yes. you'll have to be pigeonholed into doing regular events and you just can't flutter off like a butterfly and go somewhere else if you want. Yes, it's true. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's why you're disconnected. The Watsu will clear that out and will help you determine if you are ready, truly ready to live on this island in doing that kind of work. 
Yes, completely. Uh, yeah, I feel you. I feel you, and I feel I feel totally what you tell me. It's uh, it's important this call for me because I'm, I, I decide now today with this call to take action. You yeah. know, it's have important. You, have, how long have you been on Ibiza? Four years. What brought you there? I met uh, a spiritual group, and uh, I'm still with them. I'm doing a, a, a path with them, a spiritual path. But you, but you know, maybe because before I met them, I was traveling around. I was doing a lot of travel. I was part of the Rainbow family. I don't know. If yeah, you know I know what it is. is. Yep, yep, yep. I used to do Rainbow for five years. I was traveling the world. I was making workshop, helping the family. I was in my program. I was making magic with people. And since I'm in Ibiza, I stop. And uh, because I do, That's because type you're of off of you're off of the Rainbow tour. Yes. And when you're off of the Rainbow tour, that means you're not in that high frequency of energy. Yes. But you were at the rainbow so that when you land in the place that you're supposed to be that you create and emanate, emanate that from yourself. That's the whole point of the rainbow tour is to learn what it takes to achieve that high frequency and then leave the tour and create it in other places so it is a permanent fixture throughout this world. Yes. Yes. So you yes, are, yes, yes. Your, your Watsu process will create your inner rainbow once again. Yes. I, I will really like you're back on tour but it'll be, you'll be on the island. Yes, yes. I'm going to call someone that have a center of Watsu in Ibiza tonight. I will, make the, I will make the action. I will make the action. I, I believe in what you tell me. I feel you. I feel your energy. I feel so your love. Yes, tell me. The next thing here is, have you been to the island of Malta? Not yet. That is something I want you to put on your list of things to do this year. All right. Cool. This yes. year. You absolutely need to make it to the islands of Malta and visit as many of the megalithic structures there as possible. Uh -huh. Those were some of your ancient, ancient places of power. It is uh -huh. where you made first contact with off-world species. Uh-huh. Yes, I, I, I can feel it. Yes, yes, It'll be yes. your, once again, connection to that higher cosmic source. Uh -huh. you, you are producing 10,000 volts of electricity, but right now can only manifest 9 or 10 volts. Uh -huh. By the time you've made your journey to Malta, returned, had your Watsu, and understand that the rainbow connection for you had a little bit of travel left to do. Mm -hmm. okay? Yes, yes, yes. And then you're going to emanate the rainbow frequency. And then this job at tourism... You're going to have to see it in a whole new way. It's taught you something about this island, but you yes. cannot be a tour guide anymore. Yeah, I you understand. Can. You, you need to use it to manifest money to keep your project going, and then once the project starts making money, you need to let that go. All right, hold on just a second. When we come back yes. from the break, we'll continue. Yes. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to everyone here Oops, to the adventures of reality. Oh, into Oops. reality. I was <laughs> muted, talking and talking and talking while I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I want to remind everyone, Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com is a listener-supported station, so drop on by that site support button and give the station some love. Another thing is we are doing our event Living the Mystical Life Daily, September 3rd and 4th in Seattle, Washington. Go to the andrewbartzis.com uh, events page to learn all about it and to sign up and to find out. So, Julian, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. So, we were talking about the island of Malta. What, what yes. do you know about the island? Nothing, but I feel in the energy something connected to my roots. 
Yes, very much to your roots, down to the fundamental being that is you. So we were talking, you wanted to know about your galactic history. And your galactic history is when you actually immigrated to this reality from an Octurian-based reality in the Blu-ray the Blu-ray spectrum, your first place you landed on was Malta. All right, yes. All that right. is your point of origin to this world. All right, yes. I now, can feel first, it. Now yes. you are a person that has been on the Rainbow Tour, who has been uh -huh. running the rainbow frequency. Think of this. You are returning to where the source, where you emanated into this world. Yes. You understand the connective language that you need to create for your pilgrimage there. Totally. I can feel it, yes. yes. You are going to be on a rainbow pilgrimage of the self. There may yes. be a few others that go with you. And those yes. two will have their own mystical experiences when they get to the island and they uh -huh. see the megalithic structures and they get a chance to sit inside a place that they actually used to live in that they actually used to be a part of uh -huh. yes this is I going to drive you to your next layer of cosmic awareness uh -huh. where you will see from your watsu experience that you're about to go and have how water and light create the rainbow frequency yes you will find yourself doing watsu possibly in the ocean or creating your own spa okay mm -hmm. and yes. you're probably focusing on other people that are rainbow frequency yes so yes. that they too will make a journey not to just to Malta but to Greece to Turkey to Iran to Egypt to the Sudan to many other places where megalithic structures exist yes yes be a yes. person that helps them clear their frequency so they can make a true, authentic, spiritual pilgrimage. Mm, I understand. Okay? And the amount of cosmic awareness that you're going to get for doing this service for all of those people is the great awareness you've been looking for. Of the course. The connection to the galactic consciousness, the celestial minds. And you will begin to grow companionships to them as they send you their children who are looking for a clearing process so their authentic rainbow frequency exists within the water of their own body. Mm, I understand. I understand. Wow. It's deep what you tell me. Yeah. You came here to do that. Yes. Yes. When you said that uh, I come, uh, before Earth, I was in the planet Acturius. Correct. You asked, yes. And so, on, bef on before that? You, well, you, hold on. So you spent many millions of years in Acturian. So when you immigrated to this universe at about 21 million years ago, your first species you took up was Octurian. All right. Your second species was Pleiadian, and your third was Orion. But you, don't, you did not live in, in them for very long, thousands of years compared to millions of years. All right. The only reason that you went to do that is so you could be part of a hybrid soul pro pro process that allowed time travel to exist in our paradox reality in our part of the universe. Mm -hmm. You volunteered for this. You, you were one of those souls that came from another universe whose whole purpose was to train to enter into Earth. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. What? Bring source clearing energy. Clear all other frequencies so an individual being has the space to connect to their source. Andrew, can you hear me? Can I ask you a very precise question? Sure. Um, I would like to know, uh, my girlfriend, her name is Elizabeth, Ellie, I call her Ellie. Yeah. Uh, I know her from, from past incarnation in other dimensions. I would like to know if you can see something. We are very connected, we are very much in love, you know, and 
for oh, me, I, can, I, would... I, I can feel the love, and you have both. You have spent thousands of lifetimes together. Wow! But you must understand, this is part of the wheel of reincarnation and the wheel of incarnation. Yes. The reason you've spent thousands of lifetimes together is because a long time ago you both realized that it was going to be the big grind out where everybody was going to be reduced to the most finest levels and that you all had to enter the most amount of soul groups possible so mm -hmm. that when you were being reduced family members would come would come with certain other benefits and attributes to them so she's been your mother you've been her mother she's been your father you've been her father she's been your abuser you've been her abuser you've done the entire wheel of creation together yes, and now you're at a moment where you get to go on to the next wheel of creation where yes. her cosmic journey is going to be a cosmic journey into the sacred feminine yes. an understanding of sacred bonding and what sacred sensuality and sexuality means to be able to stand on a stage of her own and speak her authentic truth, broadcasting her authentic rainbow frequency, and know that you are the connection that allows that celestial mind, because she mm -hmm. is a celestial mind, to yes. come through and begin to experiment if she wants to, once again wants to be an oracle. Wow. Wow. I can feel your words. It's very touching. Wow. How else could you have an oracle be born without somebody that's a clearing frequency like you. Yes, completely, yes. That's why you chose to be born together this lifetime. Yes. You give me the click to come back to my magic. Uh, I have so many magic to bring to people, I forget that. So here's another thing I want to let you know about magic. Sometimes you got to let other people create magic for you. Yes, totally. I need to allow people to... Yes, And this true. is what your Watsu is going to be, your personal challenge. Are you going to let them create the magic so what I've just said can be born in you as your signature authentic frequency with your own understanding? Yes, I, I will contact them uh, tonight. To oh, I know you'll contact them. I know you'll do that. But when you're actually in the ceremony, in the water, yes, try to connect to some of these words that by learning that, uh, by emanating the rainbow frequency in the water that's in your own blood as they're doing that treatment and reconnecting to you. And then when you come out, listen to Kathy's words about the business, about you needing to be occupied, about yes. the marketing, offering your stuff, because you have great potential. Yes. Potential that has to be actualized. Yes, Content. update. Yes, 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 yes. All right, brother, I must move on to the next No call. problem, no special. problem. Yes, thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I wish you uh, all the best. All the best. Thank and you have a good Watsu treatment, and there's a lot of people there that are rooting for you. Thank you so much. Bye, thank brother. You. Thank you. Easy. Thank you. Bye. Kathy, another really special caller. I know. Very, very special. And to be in that stage in your life and exploring new things and to be able to embark on the Watsu experience. Wow. Wow. I'm envious in a way. <laughs> yeah. so, so what is your experience with Watsu? Mm, my experience was absolutely wonderful. Um, I probably discovered it ooh, 20 odd years ago when I was in California and went and trained 
for a while under the, the, I guess, the grandfather, the father of Watsu, Harold Dull, and it was absolutely amazing. The things I learned, you know, it, it was so simple, yet you wouldn't have thought about it at all. And to experience it was absolutely amazing. The the layers just fall off you, the amount of stress that drops off you, and to be able to enable you to not only feel loosey-goosey in your body, but to have clarity of mind. Uh, and then they also were doing Vasudansan up there as well. And that was amazing because that was um, a, a higher form of Watsu in a way. I don't know. Higher form is not the right way. It's a different form of um, water or water therapy, water dance, basically, uh, where they put a, what you call, like a, a nostril plug on your nostrils and they take you underwater and move you in ways that you can't imagine you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, some people were telling me it's like the rebirthing process. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you for sure if it was that, but it was amazing. And when you come out of it, you just are so re-energized, regenerated, and de-stressed is the, is the best, easiest term I can use. <laughs> Clarity really comes. Very cool. Very cool. We're going to move on to our next caller. Vincent, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Can you Hi, hear you me? Call, yeah, where are you calling from today? Um, I'm calling from the Netherlands. The from, Netherlands. Uh, Welcome. This yes. has been an international show. Nobody from the United States so far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Vincent, what kind of questions do you want to ask today? Um, yeah, I have like the couple of standard questions that everyone has. Um, maybe my Akashic record. Okay. How long have you been listening to the show for? Um, I started to learn about you uh, because I was um, sort of awakened and then I started with conspiracy theory stuff and then um, I uh, heard about the word uh, Akashic Record and then I ended up with some other person who also did Akashic Records work and then when I was looking on YouTube, I found your work with Lance White, and I watched all the that whole series. So, and since then, I've been following you. Uh, of all the teachers that I've uh, learned and read about, I'm you know, you're one of the few that I still listen to because uh, each time I hear you talk about stuff, uh, it gives me new insights and new yeah new theories. Wonderful. So you want to know about your Akashic record. Is there a specific place that you'd like me to start? Is there something you've been dying to know in your own questioning process? Uh, that, where, I, where I'm from, for example. Okay. So before you were an Earth being, you were a Pleiadian. At about 11,200,000 years ago, you were a seventh seventh density Pleiadian, which is kind of rare. That A lot of Pleiadians that reach the seventh density move on and to go and live into hundreds of other species. But you chose to be a seventh density Pleiadian um, working in the, in the music and the harmonizing frequency. So your individual duty as an incarnate seventh density being on the Pleiadian worlds, any, any of their worlds or their colonial worlds because they were all psychically linked, um, your individual purpose would to be tune the dream frequencies of the collective consciousness. So you would go into the 
great psychic machines that connect to the collective consciousness of the beings and you'd adjust the machines to make sure that everyone is getting proper dream sleep in their, in their natural sleep state. You were a sleep specialist. And when you decided to move on from the Pleiadian people, you moved to another species called Avaran. And the Avaran are the best way to describe it. Um, very human looking, except they're very thin, um, very, very thin, but the thinness has a, re a muscle to them. And they have a set of things that look like dragonfly wings in their back of their body, except they're not real wings. They're a manifestation of consciousness. And this means they are born as fourth density beings. So you went from Pleiadian as a seventh density being to a Navaran as a fourth density being. And you mastered the skill of using the psychic wings and you assisted the Avaran species in creating its first set of consciousness explorers that went out and became a fundamental part of creating a massive network of protection amongst worlds that were in between third and fourth density. It's as if you created a, a bartering or a, a Craigslist of, of tools and techniques that could be traded to other worlds that were in lower density. And it was greatly, greatly uh, effective. And it's one of the fundamental things at that time that brought together a big federation of positive planets to make a bigger network of protection. And when you began to see this accomplished as a soul, it was one of your greatest tasks. And then you looked at Earth and you looked at what was going on in the galactic ascension machine because you knew it at the foundation of your core what it was. Was your time as a Pleiadian, you viewed time. You saw how time was extended and compressed and you knew something was going to happen when the Earth Galactic Ascension Machine process reached the galactic central plane that we are about to cross at this very moment. You wanted to be here. You wanted to be able to create something inside Earth that could be the equivalent of that bartering spiritual network that assisted third and fourth density beings to raise themselves into higher frequencies, to shed off the old systems. Why you got absorbed by conspiracy? To know its very nature of what conspiracy is, so that you can create its counter frequency through the creations of your own teachings. The allowing of yourself to be a part of those creation teachings, so the infinite consciousness you can be I am present, manifesting in the now, creating all of the value that it wants to create through its own words. Because each word, when you're connected to your cosmic source, is invaluable. This is why you've listened to me and many other spiritual teachers. Those nuggets become invaluable moments of reflection. And you will be one of those people that puts out nuggets of invaluable reflection yourself. Okay. <laughs> um, I was also told that I was like, in my previous life, I was like an elemental being. Is that correct? Everyone has a different definition of what an elemental being is. Um, so maybe in that person's perspective, they viewed that. But to be an elemental being means you're not being an I am presence. You're being a different form of technology. You have used other forms of technology in the hollow earth or in the astral world. But in this individual process as being a human being on the human timeline, you have not been an elemental being, but have a great affinity to different elemental beings, like the affinity to fire and water and the opposition of natures of those two. And then you have a massive affinity to metal this lifetime. 
Okay. Okay. I want to bring Kathy in here to talk about kind of the, the elements and what's going on in your, your makeup of your life right now. Hi, Vincent. Hello. I'm looking at your energy and, you know, some parts of you seem really grounded, really, you know, moving forward, yet other parts seem like they're diverging off on other angles. Are you, like, going through a lot of deep thinking, wondering about what direction to take? Um, yes. Um, I've been working at the job what I'm doing now for seven years now. And uh, since two years more into the spiritual stuff and uh, um, discovered that uh, we live in sort of in a, in a matrix and that everything is that the programming and the beliefs are put upon us and that uh, we look for answers outside of ourselves, everything. And that, um, uh, yeah, now I'm more on the search for the answers within myself, what I need to do and... Mm follow more my what you call my heart or follow my right. learn learn to listen better to myself instead of looking for the things outside outside of myself right right what is it that you do for a living what industry are you in i work with the the big air comp airplane manufacturer from seattle mm Okay, so as that an, uh, as an accountant so, in a uh, shared service center in Amsterdam. Uh, okay, so every day for the last uh, seven years, your reality is more black and white, no real gray, more uh, mm, what is the word? Uh, not that much room for spiritual or the alternative. In my work? Well, your life, because of yeah, what yeah. you do. It, you, you've been in a more rigid, let's call phase of your life. I mean, what you do every day is not, there's no room for airy-fairy or spiritual or um, expanding your horizons. It's all very black and white and rigid and... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it. in a way, it's not surprising that you're being pulled in different directions because you've been so focused on what you need to do that it's difficult to engage all these thoughts on a everyday level because your mind focus is somewhere else during the day um, and, you know, your colleagues, etc. One thing I'd like to say about it is, you know, where you are is entirely the right place that you should be at this moment. What you've been doing is been totally appropriate for you. In many ways, you're you as a person, a being, has needed the strict regime to keep on the straight and narrow. But now you're at a time where you're ready to look at other things, explore other avenues, expand your horizons, expand your mind. And it's a very exciting but at the same time daunting time. One of the things that um, you will start to face is wondering about your own reality in the sense of uh, not so much who am I, what am I doing here, but more have I just uh, succumbed to the everyday nine-to-five apple pie image of life that I've been socialized and brought up to um, believe and expect, or am I just brainwashed into thinking this is what all that, all that I can be, all that there is out there, 
Um, you know, those kind of really big questions are going to come up in your mind. And what I'd say over that is that everything is necessary for a reason. Maybe you don't see the reason right now, but you've needed the life that you've had to date to be able to be in a place where you can start to explore. Don't doubt who you are, what you do as a being or where you are um, as being uh misguided or in the wrong place you're exactly where you need to be you're in exactly the right kind of space and energy you need to be and now is your time for exploration and development and learning new things embracing new things it's not as daunting as you think it might be hang on vincent that's our music could you just hold on till after this yeah thank you so much Yo. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Marr, and the amazing Andrew Bartzitz. And for those of you who don't know, Andrew is offering a free video series called Living the Mystical Life Daily. He shows you some tools and gives you knowledge about how to have mystical experiences in your everyday life. Sign up for free at andrewbartzitz.com. Just put your name and email when you get to the page and you'll receive the first video right away. Again, just get it at andrewbartzis.com and enter your name and email to receive the Living the Mystical Life daily series. Also, remember, you can get a private session with Andrew or myself by contacting Tanoch, T-E-N-O-C-H, at Tanoch at galactichistorian.com. We'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. Vincent, are you still there? Uh, yes, I am. Oh, thank you for your patience for waiting. Um, so we were talking about, well, I was talking about um, the, where you are at the moment, how you need to be in the same, uh, how you are in the right place that you need to be in. What's coming up for you, you'll find, is just very, very exciting. Um, the things that you're going to be involved with, the knowledge that you're going to garner is really mind-blowing. And you will realize that even though sometimes you think where you've been, like um, in the last few years, is sometimes feels mundane, in actual fact, it's exactly the right place you need to be. Not so much for the work content, but it's the people that you meet because of what you do that is going to make your life even more extraordinary. It's a very exciting time for you to be in. And some of the questions that you've been asking yourself will be answered without you even realizing it. And I would say probably six to eight months from now, you'll wake up one day and think, wait, wait a minute, I do know that stuff. Here I am looking for it and I already know it. Your journey is one of soul searching in many ways, but not in the way that you think. You actually have a lot of the information, a lot of the answers. It's a question of you stopping, pausing in your mind and accessing the information that you've got. This might not make a lot of sense for you right now, but after a little bit of time, it'll make more sense. Okay. Do you have something you'd like to ask about work, career, or the spiritual? Um, because I, I'm not doing like I've, um, like Andrew said before. Some people are a, a little bit too recreational uh, on the spiritual stuff, that kind of yes. thing. So yes. I'm, so I'm starting uh, 
try to be more disciplined in meditating to you know to still the mind and uh, that kind of thing so I should be keep on doing that yes most definitely what kind of meditation do you do just a, like a, a rough guide you don't have to give me all the detail <laughs> like what is your process um, I just sit still and then um, and then I uh, just clear my mind and then okay. yeah I also do sort of like imagining a protecting thing around me mm-hmm. energy okay so you're visualizing a protective aura around yourself yeah. Okay. What kind of protection do you do uh, in your environment for yourself before you meditate? Um, now I followed the suggestions that uh, Andrew gave, like uh, putting crystals uh, in the four corners of the house and in my bedroom, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. So I meditate in my bed, so it's uh, th- that kind of thing. You meditate in your bed, did you say? Yeah. Mm, actually on your mattress or in your bedroom? On my mattress, yeah. Mm. Can you describe your bedroom to me? Like if you, were, if you were to stand in the doorway of your bedroom and face your bedroom and then look around, how would you describe it? Like where is the bed in relation to where you're standing in the doorway? So if I stand in the doorway, I'm looking at the to to the left a little bit. Uh, to the left, there's the foot the foot end of the bed, mm-hmm. and then the head end is at the opposite of the room. And on the when I'm in the doorway, I'm looking to the left. There's the window of the bedroom, mm-hmm. and if I look uh, a little bit to the right, there's the Closet of the clothing, closet for the clothing. Yeah. Do you have a ensuite bathroom? No. Is there any mirrors in there? In the bathroom? Uh, no, in your bedroom. No, no, I've, I've, I've listened to one of your shows before, and you, I listened ah. to that, and I, I remove, I've removed that. I, I, there was one uh, attached to my door. Oh, very good, Vincent. I'm proud of you for taking that step. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it when people hear what we say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm asking you a lot about your bedroom because to me, you know, meditating in your bedroom is a little bit risky sometimes. Is it you do that because it's not convenient for you to use another room or it's just that you prefer the, the comfort of that room? Um, now I remembered Andrew said one time that um, if you meditate, go to a place where it needs to be uh, quiet and peaceful or something. Yeah. So that's why I chose that one. I'm not. Yeah, I can also choose another room, but. I, you know, to be honest, I prefer it if you use a different room, only because when I think you meditate, you do release a lot of energy which is really part of your goal, so which is great. But then that energy really needs somewhere to go, and sometimes it's not so easy to get rid of it as you might think. So if you were to use another room where you're, where you're not sleeping in so that you're susceptible to reabsorbing that energy, that would be great. Um, if you can't, and 
you know, you have to use your bedroom, I would say you definitely need to do saging after your meditation. I'm really not super keen on you doing it on your bed for you because I think you, you're a very strong being, you know, energetically speaking, you're very bright. So anything you emanate really will hang around and be absorbed in things that are around you. So it's kind of better not to be on the mattress that you're, you know, kind of turned off at night and sleeping because, again, if you were to release some, you know, energy that you just didn't want, it kind of hangs about, not so uh, easy to get rid of after you've spent all the effort releasing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if it's if it's possible, I would choose another room. But either way, um, make sure that you do saging after. I mean, before and after is best, but after. If it's not convenient for, for whatever reason to be burning sage, then at least use the sage essential oil. That would be something. Um, and for you, it, it seems, even though you have um, a very in-your-body kind of job, Sometimes you tend to get distracted or pop out of your body. Um, what I would like you to do is consider just having a little hanky or a tissue or something with you every day and put like a, one or two drops of the essential oil of sage or maybe clary sage on it and just keep it in your pocket. And when you feel yourself being a bit distracted or maybe, you know, a bit airy, popping out of your body kind of uh, emotion, or even if people are making you uptight or angry, then just take it out of your pocket and just put it in front of your nose and sniff it. Take a few deep inhales because that will bring you right back and it will focus you, clear your head. And it's a very subtle way so no one would really know what you're doing, you know. Like no one's going to question you bringing out a hanky or a tissue to – you can pretend you're blowing it. <laughs> okay. You know, because – we have to think of ways that make it easy for your everyday life and no one's going to ask you questions or you don't want to have to um, be explainable to anything about any of your actions because, you, you know, you're a very strong personality. Um, so that would just make you uptight. So it's easier to find ways that uh, flow into your life better without any questions. <laughs> okay, okay. I got a question about your job. How much of your job do you sit d during the day? Nine. Uh, I nine sit. Hours. Yeah, but I also uh, smoke. So uh, once in one one once hour or two twice. Okay. Or uh, every so two hours I smoke. I go out a, uh, five minutes. Are yeah. you in a cubicle at all, or what is your office set up like? It's an open space area. So we all have a desk okay. next to each other. Yeah, so it's not possible for you to get one of those desks that's a stand-up desk. Yeah, we can stand because we 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 just moved into a new office and we bought they bought furniture that is adjustable to uh, to to so it's able to to be able okay. to stand up working. Yeah, yeah. That, that that that's beautiful that they have those there. I want you to start really contemplating how you can start switching your job so 30 to 40 percent of your day is standing okay this is going to go a long way at giving you more spiritual energy when you get back home the sitting right now is is limiting your tailbone similar to the other collar you just can't get the rest of the spark through because so much of your your mind has to be gone around the vision of the job that you're creating that's very important that you get your numbers right in accounting 
Mm-hmm. I mean, how many mistakes are they going to let through before you you start charging? You know, costing them thousands of dollars because of a numbers mistake. Okay. Right. So standing, and the next thing is when you begin your meditations. It's it's. I think it'll be a good idea for you to check out the meditations that are, are on the website. Uh, and there's five five hours or six hours of material that teaches about different forms of visualization, spiritual photosynthesis that reactivates in the sun. Um, I think that these will far greatly expand your ability to understand what's going on with your individual soul and what it's trying to teach you and try to prepare you for. You know, you live in an office setting right now. That means something you're learning is going to benefit that office setting. Um, have you ever done yoga? Uh, not really. <laughs> I, I would I would seriously consider Pilates or yoga something that is a stretching, um, flexibility, and moving of energy concept. Um, your job keeps you stagnant, and when you want to go out and have cool, fun experiences, a lot of time your body posture just prevents it. Because I, I started to play a lot of tennis lately because. Um, <clears throat> To um, you know, uh, uh, one of those right, improve yourself, fire yourself up with tennis. You know, you know, you know, be motivated to play. Yeah, yeah. So So tennis tennis is is good. I would still try to find a way to to get a yoga class in, even if you got to start doing it on YouTube, where you just have a video play and you try to emulate it until you're ready to go to a class. It's important that you get that class energy in at some point, and it'll help disconnect you from your work source and more into a group source that's working to the greater consciousness of raising energy. Okay. So the next thing I want to talk about is how how has the job affected your health? Do you have headaches or anything like that? Um. Now I'm not sure. I'm. Um, Am, am I an empath or am I an empath? Yes, you're an empath. You're taking on the energy of work. But I'm, is there a degree like some people are like a little bit empath, empathic? Oh, or a lot, some, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. You're, you're, I'm dealing like, with, you're dealing with the numbers of everybody's work. That means you have to be a very powerful empath so that you can understand the nature of the numbers. Anyone that goes into accounting or accounting-based business practice is a heavy-duty empath because they're dealing with other people's numbers, other people's creations, and you're evaluating the determining if there's positives or negatives. Does that also mean that I'm easily susceptible for other people's energy around me? Yes, because the nature of your job. Does that mean that the other people in my uh, work are also highly empathic? Yes, it does. So we're all if affecting each other. Correct. You're all affecting each other. And if you can bring a resonant frequency to the whole group, you can change the whole group so you're not in a negative way sharing negative energy. This is where contract revocation become, can become very beneficial for you, describing the, the intricacies of your work, you know, how much of your work, the numbers come from other people, other sources. Um... 10 people or something, or now 5, 6, 7, 10 people or something? So that, that amount of people generates that amount of data that you have to sift through. 
Yeah. And then make a report that goes to somebody else that then goes to somebody else in the chain. Yeah. So all of your work is observed and then all of the work that's sent to you is observed. And that means you're in an empathic triangle and you've got to begin to break that triangle where you know your soul and your energy field no longer needs to look to the person above you, the person below you, or to write reports to anyone. So that when you're out of work, that that basic structure of empathic sharing of all of those stuff isn't a part of your makeup. So that you, the individual Vincent of now, can go out and enjoy the beauties and wonders of the world. You live in a place that's one of the most beautiful parts of the world. How much have you, have it, have you traveled in the last years you've been there? Um, now the last few years I've been uh, mostly last five years to Hong Kong every year big okay. holiday but uh, in between I just stay in Holland I'm, I'm not really going to uh, other parts of Europe France or Spain or but I'm planning to do that more so that is something that you got to do you got to figure out what it takes for you to get the weekend travel bug yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, so in Hong Kong, you you were raised there. No, I'm. My parents are from Hong Kong, but uh, they uh, moved to Holland in the, in the sixties, seventies, and I I born in Holland. Okay, so you've been, was, there, the, been there the whole time, pretty much, other yes. than journeys back. Okay. Yes. What What does Hong Kong feel like to you when you go there? Uh, I feel energetic or happy to go there. Huh? Okay. Sort of like, sort of feeling like going home. <laughs> I want to bring Kathy in. Kathy's uh, spent many, many years in Hong Kong too. I think that it's it's really exciting that you go to Hong Kong all the time. I don't often get to talk to people that do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But certainly, I totally understand the energetic feel that you get. I mean, it's such a dynamic place that you can't help but be affected by all the energy and the fast pace and ooh, just the culture itself. Even though it's quite uh, built up, you still do feel a lot of the Chinese culture there that is steeped in everything. Um, do you find that you said it seems like home? Is it... Um, you have still got like family there. I mean, I know you said your parents had emigrated already to Holland. Did, have they gone back to Hong Kong, or you just visiting other family there? Uh, no, my my parents they are retired, so they stayed there three months or a year there. So I joined them sometimes, and I have mm. my auntie and other parts of my uh, mother's part of the family and my father's part of the family are still there. Mm. Have you gone into China as well? Yeah, I visited last two or three years the grave of my grandfather and grandmothers, mm -hmm. my ancestors, sort of. Mm, that's good. It's great mm. to take time to do that. Yeah, near Shenzhen. Ah, uh, yes, I know it well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So easy and convenient to get to on the train. Yeah. Do you ever do any types of healing when you go there? Healing? Yes, like do you get um, cupping or uh, 
guaza, I guess it's called skin scraping, or any tita, any that kind of work done to yourself when you're over there? Tita, is that like massage? Uh, it's like the, it's a painful type. <laughs> oh yeah, I, it's that's not like, like almost like massage. <laughs> but yes, it's like the very intense um, acupressure. Like oh yeah, yeah. So, but but you know they focus on like the elbow or the arm, whatever your issue is that you go in, and you know you're crying as they push all the acupressure moves. <laughs> but I am asking you this question because I think. If you, you know, have a little bit of time and try out some of the healing techniques that while you're in Hong Kong, you will actually benefit a lot from it. Because not only is it sort of reconnecting with the cultural roots that you have, you will get a quite a certain amount of healing from it. Because apart from it being a bonding experience with you and your friends and your family, because they'll all know this kind of thing, you will actually find that you can release a lot of the energies that are within you that no longer serve you any purpose. And that, is, is that something I should be doing regularly? No, no. Uh, just next trip you go, I would explore, you know, those few things. And if you can only do one the next trip, then wait for the trip after. But you're, you're in a place that has all the experts and specialists in this kind of thing. So you can use it more as an experimental concept when you do it, if mm. you don't truly get why you're going to do it. But once you've done it, you'll understand why it's good, uh, not only for the actual benefits it will help in terms of your own body and releasing energy, but just the bonding experience that you'll have with your inner circle of family and friends over it. Unless you've done it, it's very difficult for you to conceptualize that experience with people. Um, but I think you will find that it it will be advantageous to you on many levels to try that out. Um, so before you're going on your trip next time, I'd ask your family if they can recommend anyone and set up an appointment for you. Because often these specialists are very difficult to get appointments. Sometimes you have to wait a month. So booking in advance is the best concept. Okay, okay. Um, and if you're going up into China around the Samjun area, there are a lot of people that do that. But at the same time, if you don't get a recommendation, you know, that they can do some damage to you in, in you know, overzealous <laughs> pressing of <Okay>. the meridians. <laughs> okay, okay. And when you do cupping, um, if you, like the, the most... Um, standard and normal thing is they will cu do cupping on your back and the back of your neck. But after you do the cupping, I mean, at the time it feels very hot and a little bit painful, but it, it's okay. But you will have these big round um, marks all over your back and neck. And in Asia, like in Hong Kong, no one would even look at you twice because everyone knows what it is and, and it's very normal. But you come over outside of Asia and you have these marks on your back, people might think it's a bit weird. So just remember, if you're going to do that and you're not in Asia, cover it up a bit. Otherwise, people will <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, wonder yeah. what happened to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They'll think you're being abused. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but again, it's, it's another fun experience to have and the, the benefit is much more... Um, wide-ranging than you can believe. Um, I mean, look it up on the internet and read about it because once you see what 
that it can achieve, you'll be intrigued anyway. I think possibly you just haven't really thought about it or didn't really realize it was an option. No, not no. What is your favorite thing about Hong Kong? Uh, all the different different things you can do there, like mm -hmm. uh, eating and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, and, and eating uh, <laughs> and eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also yeah, for me also reconnect with the friends that I met like when I was there. I did a half year intern internship in Hong Kong in 1998 so I'm still connected with those people that are still living there okay. so so it's my old my old friends mm. you know while you're there you you could also consider going to just a couple of the temples to check them out not necessarily because you believe in the gods or what they represent but to go there and experience that energy um, you know, any temple you go to in Hong Kong, you will choke on the amount of incense that is there and your eyes will water. But in a way, it's it's like a very cleansing kind of thing. But I, I suggest it merely just uh, for interest's sake and to really embrace, not embrace, but to experience that side of things, that side of spirituality that other people practice because even though it may not be your practice, you cannot help but be a little bit affected by it all. And it, it's very rewarding. It's very fulfilling and the sense of calmness you get, um, whether you believe in it or not, is quite dominant. Uh, and you're already there. So if you go to the ones like there's very popular ones in Mong Kok or Tinhao, you know, you can just catch MTR, get there easy. I would definitely recommend it. But thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Hey, can I ask one last question? Well, the music